Hi, and welcome to the Bankwest Orange Juice Podcast, a technology-focused podcast coming to you from sunny Perth in Western Australia. We've been around for over 120 years, and we're going through the most exciting stage of our history as we undergo a technology transformation driven by our passionate leaders and colleagues. In the Orange Juice series, you'll hear from our people, what we are working on, who we're talking to, and what we're doing in the tech space. Hi, this is Will Carey-Hill, Manager for Leadership Development at BankWest. My guest on the podcast today is international transformation expert, Pat Reed. Pat has an amazing background, having worked for a long time as an executive in IT at Disney, and she was absolutely instrumental in leading the agile transformation while at The Gap. We were very lucky to have her. We started our conversation where I asked Pat about her amazing background and what brought her here to Perth. I'm from Silicon Valley, San Francisco, and uh, delighted to be in Perth for the first time. Came to do some business development and some leadership training for a couple companies in Perth on agile transformation and and, uh, just agile leadership in general. What have you enjoyed most about your time in Australia? Oh, I love the energy, particularly in Perth. And I've got to tell you, for uh, BankWest, the energy I've seen here is extraordinary. It excels anything I've seen in Silicon Valley. I was wow. thinking of that this morning on our walk here just to this event. And I was uh, I was observing it as I walk through the halls and I see the energy. It's uh, It's really impressive. So particularly in Western Australia, the energy is amazing. The key is going to be to keep it sustainable and let go of anything that's actually diminishing that energy to achieve real value for your company, for your transformation, and for your clients. One of the reasons we wanted to really seek your expertise here at BankWest was the experience that you have in leading Agile transformations and then equally um, in being an adjunct professor in Agile management, so really an international expert in that space. And uh, we're quite happy to gain your expertise. So wondering, in applying some of those learnings to BankWest, and obviously we've got a culture here that is founded in over 120 years of rich banking history in Western Australia, and we're now bringing in some very new ways of working. How do you see us effectively sort of blending those two elements of our culture? Yes, brilliant, brilliant approach in terms of recognizing that your solution needs to be uniquely customized for Bank West. So if you're doing that with Blaze, off to a blazing start, so to speak, great approach. All too often, people don't respect the rich culture that you need to customize. The the culture of Bank West is not broken. It's doing exactly what it has evolved to do and is perfectly engineered to do over the rich 120-year history of that culture. So you need to meet the culture where it is and help it evolve to recognize things that no longer serve you so you can shed those and move cohesively as a holistic culture. And if Blaze is engineered or if Blaze is actually building in those feedback loops with real empirical data to say, here's where we are, here's what we need to do, how do we holistically shape the future for BankWest and kind of re-energize the culture to lead us along the way? If you don't have that rigor of disciplined looking at the outcomes, making really clear what your expectations are, 
to help the organization, the culture, uh, all of Bank West holistically adapt. You, if you do that, you will be extremely successful and, and demonstrate the leadership along the way to learn continuously. The best approach I can recommend from a lot of experience is using a, a lean change approach. Do it in small iterative bits so that you're going to be able to learn each step of the way. Are we getting better? Are we getting stuck? Are we actually sliding backwards? If we don't have the, the um, mechanism in place to really assess, are we getting better by empirical quantifiable data of what our specific target or goals for transformation are, then we will get lost in the transformation and we won't learn. You've done a lot of work more recently in Australia in banking at a number of the banks here um, and equally in Singapore as well. Mm -hmm. um, what are you seeing in the Australian banking industry? It's great that everyone is taking a different approach. But what I've noticed, especially on this trip, is organizations, banks in particular, that um, had been excelling in one area of their agile transformation, let's say a year or two ago, are not faring well in terms of adapting to internal uh, changes in leadership or uh, external regulatory requirements. In other words, that adaptability that was in its, its, its original unique state is not thriving against the conditions uh, or extreme change that they're under. So what I've been telling some of the banks that I've been working with, I've been trying to help them recognize how they're falling into the trap of getting stuck in the past, stuck in that same pattern of particular putting in excess new uh, process, more reporting, um, more uh, running reports, particularly in the area of portfolio management. Uh, organizations are having a real hard time letting go of heavy business cases, even though they know those heavy business cases no longer serve them because of the uncertainty in the environment in which we have to secure funds. We need to get let go and recognize the heaviness of those business cases is no longer serving us. The heaviness of annual planning is no longer serving us. We have to find innovative, creative ways to focus on the target, to focus on the goal, and shed old ways of working that are truly holding us back. So organizations are making, putting a tremendous effort into advancing their transformation while they're putting equal effort in controls that are holding them into the past, creating an unhealthy friction or tension between their ability to truly uh, leverage the investment benefits on their transformation. I'm curious, in terms of leading the Agile Transformation of the Gap, if you could do anything differently, if you could go back and do things differently, what would you do different? The one thing that's so important is to have everyone in the organization feel that they're a part of the change and co-creating it. I didn't realize that how important that was at the time. So a lot of people felt they were being changed as opposed to contributing to the change. So if there was one thing I would do differently, I would approach uh, the entire change process as a more collective or collaborative experience and invite people to be part of the change. What I'm doing right now with with um, changes that I'm leading now in Silicon Valley 
is we're holding every single manager in the organization accountable for driving the change and transforming themselves first into agile leaders so they can collectively role model that and inspire and activate that inclusion or that co-creation from the people within their organization. Uh, transformation is a, uh, it's a tribal, it requires the entire organization to change. You can't change anyone in the organization. Everyone has to be inspired to want to change themselves. And the best way to do that is to invite them to be a part of it and to invite them to lead it and be accountable for it in their own way. Great, great points. I'm wondering if you have any other uh, additional key points for our leaders who are going to be leading through this change, some of them, many of whom will be in new roles, leading in new ways. What would you say to them? Keep it simple. And the one thing you can start with, it's going to be hard enough. So the more simple you make it, the better. And the first thing you can start from where you are, start today. Don't wait for some condition to be right. And the number one thing is stop telling your team members or your direct reports what to do, but instead tell them why you need them to achieve the very specific desired outcome and invite them to tell you how they intend to do it. If you can make that one subtle change, you activate the all of the, the, the requirements for everyone to really feel part of the change because they're no longer under a command and control of feeling as if they have to do it. They, they want to do it because you're, as a leader, inviting them to share their unique strengths and their unique potential to co-create the change. So the one thing, stop telling team members or anyone what to do. Hold yourself back to hold, telling them the more important thing of why they need to do it, why it's important to you and to the company, and how you'll measure success so they have that real clarity and sense of purpose of how to connect their work to the successful transformation of Bank West. When all the leaders at Bank West can do that, you guarantee a successful transformation. But it will be hard, so expect bumps all along the road. I'm sure. And uh, no matter how much you expect those, they're even greater than you typically project, as, yes. as you found at, at leading your transformation at the Gap. Right. Uh, another question we get quite often um, is around uh, documentation. So obviously, banking has been a highly regulated industry, and the level of documentation that we've had um, to complete in our industry has been quite heavy. So I'm wondering, um, how have you seen other organizations tackle that challenge? That is a challenge that oftentimes blocks individuals and organizations from truly leveraging the benefits of Agile. The best approach I've seen work really well is to understand the reason for the documentation. Start with why again. Understand what what is the documentation or what is the control, the test of control that the documentation is required to elaborate on or to justify or to defend, right? Start with the test first and then design the most elegant solution to achieve the intended goal or the necessary control. Start, for example, with the risk first. What is the real risk that we're writing the documentation for? And then design the 
most minimal or the simplest uh, documentation to really achieve that goal. That enables you to have more rigorous awareness of what that goal is and to eliminate all unnecessary documentation. Oftentimes, if we don't truly understand the test or the reason why we need to put that control documentation in place, then we over-engineer. We have a tendency to try to reduce uncertainty of not knowing what exact success looks like by doing more. We actually want to do less. The same holds true for all regulatory uh, risk assessments and requirements. Start with understanding why. Design the test first. Test it in a safe-to-fail environment so that you can you know, bring in the auditors, the regulators to assess that. And then everyone wins because everyone understands what the intended purpose of that control documentation is for. One of the benefits of a more agile way of working is uh, flatter structures, um, which tends to allow people great access to their leaders and and the people that they need in order to sign up to their work and and get it through to completion. Um, But one of the questions then becomes, how do I advance in my career in this way of working? Um, you know, where, where are the places for me to go? I'm used to a hierarchical structure. Mm-hmm. What now? One of the first things that gets brought up are performance management systems that are based on old career hierarchies. One of the uh, approaches that I've seen work really well is reframing those into a more adaptive career structure, recognizing that Individuals can advance in their career laterally as effectively as just up the career ladder, right? So you come up with more of a concept of a career matrix where you can choose the, the, uh, in a career marketplace. Individuals on the team will be enabled to choose pairing new roles with, with new skills they want to acquire and actually accelerate their career by taking ownership and taking accountability for advancing their potential in new and emerging skills and technologies. So the spirit of this is that if the organization wants to really become agile, you've got to build an adaptive career path where people are rewarded for learning and adapting and developing skills and build the skill of learning as, uh, as the core skill. The heart of agility is learning. So you want to create the infrastructure and the support system to reward your team members for taking ownership of their own learning and advancing not only their potential, but what that brings to BankWest as well. Thank you for listening to the BankWest Orange Juice podcast. Be sure to leave us a review and spread on your social channels if you like our content. If you like what you're hearing, head to our careers website at bankwest.com.au slash careers as we're currently recruiting great people for our transformation. Alternatively, visit our Bankwest website or follow us on LinkedIn.